You're listening to Artists Ablaze, interviews with artists from Ablaze Records. I'm your host, Nick Bizzub, and I'll be speaking with some of the most innovative and talented artists of today. Thank you for listening in. Welcome to this episode of Artists Ablaze, where I am sitting with composer Douglas Neans to discuss his new symphonic work, Unfinished Earth. The whole work is in three movements, and in this episode, we will be discussing the first movement titled Tempering, performed here by Mikkel Toms conducting the Brno Philharmonic. I'll be speaking with Nians about how he has channeled the dynamic and volatile process of tempering into the orchestra, as well as Nians' firming sense of artistic self as a composer. to start with the first movement, tempering. You mentioned in your program notes that this is really about becoming, not only in regards to the Earth's land masses forming, but regarding people's firming senses of self. I'd really like to take this opportunity to, before we delve into the musical material of this work, to talk about your firming of self as a composer. And do you really feel like you have a specific moment in your composition life where you felt like, yes, I've really found the quintessential Nian's voice. And what is that quintessential Nian's voice? Yeah, well, that's an interesting question. <laughs> <laughs> I think that sometimes I really feel like that's more for others to say than for me to say. You know, I can think of times in my, in my career when I have moved you know, to a certain modality and moved away from another. Mostly that's expressed the technically. I, I think that from the point of view of what I've always sought to do artistically, that notwithstanding the, the technical trappings of how I do that, I've always sought to create things of depth and richness and meaning and, and genuine humanness. And what's happened, I guess, as I've become older is that that's become just a whole lot more unvarnished and unworried about stylistic trends. I've just been more and more just pacing out to my own drummer, you know? Uh -huh. Yeah. And with this work, you know, the rawness of it all, the rawness of, of what you're likening these movements to, the, the forming of the earth, you know, these really deep oceans and these moments where the earth is really tearing apart. It's almost, in a way, an inward reflection of shedding maybe something worried about stylistic intent or worried about trends, as you talk about. So it's very interesting to hear you say that. And, and I think we can kind of see in the music itself that rawness and 
and that devotion to speaking directly to emotion, directly to these huge concepts that you're, you're dealing with in this symphonic work. In terms of the orchestration, I think this first movement really offers a zooming in and a zooming out of texture, of orchestral weight, a sense of firming within the orchestra, but also a sense of gentleness in the orchestra at the same time. And I wonder if you could, in this first movement, talk about First of all, your conception of the movement as a whole formally, and then specifically how you channeled your orchestration to convey that with the orchestra. Right. The formal scheme is really pretty simple. It really is really three expositions and then a development and coda. So each exposition is a little bit more discursive, a little bit more emphatic, especially rhythmically. So the rhythmic values increase in speed each time this uh, exposition happens uh, again and again. In terms of the overarching tonal design of it too, I've used those three expositions as a way to outline a pretty big trichord that influences the whole design of, of the movement. And then by the time you've had that third exposition, I think it really acts as a good springboard for this pretty radical change in what flows then after sure. in terms of the of these of this more developmental or discursive section so that's kind of the idea behind the structure of the piece in terms of the content of the piece it really was about trying to convey the intensity of formation and the reflectiveness or intimacy or stability of crystallization so you know, recently, if you've been following the news, there's been the, these big eruptions in Hawaii. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, and that's exactly what tempering is. That's what is going on out oh, there. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's the earth forming from its substratum, new earth. If you look at it, it's, it's pretty dynamic. It's pretty threatening. Volatile. Um, volatile, all of that eruptive. And I think as we grow as people, any real change is, you know, any mm. real especially lasting and especially genuine, especially deep change, tends to be something that is quite almost psychologically and emotionally at least disorienting, sometimes disfiguring, sure. where you really lose even a sense of yourself because new things are 
or in this magma, mm -hmm. you know, and, yeah. and creating this newer person and newer attitudes that are going to take you forward. wonderfully done in this entire disc and especially within this first movement you get that sense of volatility and forming Do you find you come back to a particular moment in nature that you've experienced that influences how you conceive of writing music like this? Is there one particular moment or maybe a series of moments that you felt have really influenced your approach to using music and nature to tell these vast, deeply emotionally rich stories? That's a really good question. I, I'd have to say no, there's not a specific moment. But, you know, the thing about nature is that it, it just is. It just sits there in its deep and complex beauty in contrast to our frequently twisted and dark social interactions as people. Sure. <laughs> so, so it's something that offers me a lot of solace and, and comfort and inspiration mm -hmm. to see the natural world get on with being so vast and richly endowed and gorgeous mm -hmm. and complex and frequently ruthless very, very oftentimes very gentle too. All of these things are natural. Whereas with our kind of social structures, political interactions, all of these kinds of things that humans do, in contrast, seem frequently so detached from anything that is natural or normative or organic or genuine that to me, nature increasingly is a, a kind of a, a solace and a refuge you know, that is very inspiring for music. Thank you for listening in to this episode of Artists Ablaze, where we talked about Douglas Nienz's new symphonic work, Unfinished Earth, performed by Mikael Toms conducting the Brno Philharmonic. If you'd like to hear the full work, it may be found on your favorite streaming service, or you can purchase a disc directly from the Ablaze Records website or Amazon. If you have any questions or comments about today's episode, I invite you to contact me directly at nbizub. That's N-B-I-Z-U-B at ablazerecords.net. Artists Ablaze is made possible by Ablaze Records, a company based in Australia and the United States dedicated to the recording, distribution, and promotion of work by living composers and performers. Ablaze Records, passion in sound and power in performance. <laughs>